welcome everyone to the newest episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf, episode three. I am your AM, Gavin Goodwin. And I'm your pro, Chris Telesbo. Thanks for joining us. We've had a really great response from the first couple episodes, um, and we really appreciate it. It's grown kind of organically, and uh, keep keep telling your friends and your enemies and uh, th- th- that bagger that you hate at the tournament, tell him to listen to the show and everybody else. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, we... Uh, well, how's your week been, Chris? It's good. A lot of school, a lot of golf. So pretty much an ideal week for me. Yeah. I, I, to recap from previous weeks, we record at uh, Chris's where he studies, this building on campus where he studies, one of the study rooms. And you said you've been here eight hours? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Eight hours of working on paper. Yeah. I was about 10 minutes late. So I was like, I don't know why you were here that early, but. <laughs> but are you, no, it's not even midterms yet. No, no. It's just working on a paper. Yeah. Ah, fun. Well, I, I can empathize. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we had a kind of a fun happenstance the other day, uh, last week, mm-hmm. there was a fundraiser mm-hmm. for a really good cause. Um, and if I had done my homework, I would be able to give you the Facebook or the, the GoFundMe link for that. But someone in our local community, their son, uh, had some emergency surgery. And so they were raising funds for that mm-hmm. and it ended up being a really successful fundraiser. But it was a glow dubs night and uh, random draw. Chris and I ended up on the same card with in a mixed doubles group, which was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, it actually worked really well because the two girls were friends. And yeah. And, and the girl I played with, Tori, was way better than me. So <laughs> she yeah. carried our she carried our card. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. Um, for me, I shot a course record at that hole, which was one under. Yeah. I think she was super disappointed in her score. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was ecstatic. Yeah. It was fun. Christy kind of carried me a little bit too. So she's good. Yeah, she's one of the best putters I know. Yeah, I'll say it. No, it was crazy. Like I would, you'd get her in the circle and she would just put yeah. it in. Yeah, I had to make like two putts. The yeah, rest was just Christy. Well, one, uh, it was literally lights out putting. I called it because she she knocked <laughs> out the light in the basket. Mm-hmm. So that was a uh, that was incredible. She yeah. hit exactly what she was aiming for. Yeah, it was like her sixth circle's edge putt in the round and knocked the light off, turned it off. Yeah. No, that was poetic. that was cool. It was poetic. And uh, Chris taught me how to throw one of my discs that I was very frustrated with. It's a boss. Our a pro boss. Our pro. Our, yeah. our pro. Lightweight. Yeah. Super light was like 154 grams or yeah. something, 150 grams. And I just, I kept turning it over. And uh, every time I'd throw it, it would just dive right for me. And so Chris actually showed me how to get some distance. And I got full flight. And we ended up birdieing that hole, which mm-hmm. is pretty nice. Next time I threw it, I threw it out of bounds and had to get my socks wet going <laughs> through the river to get it. But that that's on me, not on my coaching. So <laughs> 50% is better than zero. I completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, 50% is better than zero. That, none of the math holds up. Just yeah, scratch yeah, that out. Can't argue quick. the numbers. <laughs> um, so do you like playing dubs? Doubles? Yes and no. Um, it's more fun. It's more casual. Depending on bring your own partner, random partner, it can be more competitive or more. Yeah, bring your own partner doubles scare me off a little bit because I'm not, as we've established, I'm not very good. And I, I also just don't have a ton of like close friends in the mm-hmm. community. People that I know are closer friends with everybody else. Yeah. And so random draw I'm, I'm good with because whoever gets me is bummed, but I'm I'm fine with whoever I get, get put yeah. with. Yeah, I, I like both ways. Um, bring your own partner, like I said, a little more competitive for me because like – that glow event two of the best players in utah got paired yeah shocker just, it was won. random they won but yes um but they only won by two 
Yeah, two strokes, yeah. right? Which Over is... another good pair. Oh, okay. Um, but it would have been cool to see them lose. Yeah. Upset of the city, probably. No, yeah, they're two of the best players in the state right now, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Two highest rated. Yeah. Minus Eric. Well, yeah, but he's he's not currently in the state. I just don't think so. No. No, they're <laughs> so. in New Mexico or somewhere south. They're always somewhere. Hibernating, yeah. Yeah. Um, but when you get to bring your own partner, it'd be something like those two. Yeah. Where you complement each other's games. You're both very competitive, similar skill level. And then I would play for, like, more money, you know, some sort of stronger wager. But the random partner for five bucks, it's just a good time. Well, especially at a fundraiser thing where it's, oh, all, yeah. you know, oh. all the – and it was really nice. A lot of the um, – someone did hit – there was a, like, what, it was 150 bucks in the yep, air spot? 130, bucks. 140. Yeah. And it was hit. And he just donated it right back to the yeah. to the cause, which I thought was was really cool. Yeah, I was really hoping that would happen. Yeah, me too. That was, I thought I would do that, but I knew there was no way I was hitting an ace. Yeah. So I don't ace. I yeah. just don't. I have you. How many aces have you, do you have on your belt? I don't count. Really? I would I would guess thirty. Okay, but, but that's after that's a guess. That's six years. Six years of really serious playing. Yeah. So that's not a huge number of no. aces. I don't ace very often. Yeah, I have uh, zero. But I, I think I've got about five birdies that I'm okay. very proud of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Soon you'll stop counting birdies. I know. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I like them. <laughs> I'll take all the birdies I can get. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <sighs> but yeah, the weekend was awesome. I mean, yeah, and was... I, that was the first mixed round I played, too, which I thought was really kind of fun. And it made for a, just like a fun card to walk through yeah. and spend an evening with. Yeah, it was a great evening. Yeah. And raised a ton of money. And then the next day, there was another fundraiser doubles for them, and they raised more than half of what we did that night. Yeah, which was so really was generous. Probably between twenty five hundred and three thousand dollars in two days. Well, I came home and I told my wife, uh, you know, that we were—I think it was about two grand that yeah. first night, right? Yep. Which is phenomenal, and um, our local community here isn't made up of people that have a lot of spare income, like a lot of disposable income. Mm-hmm. So to see that kind of generosity was really heartwarming. Mm-hmm. And I. I think a lot of it, we have a local glass artist. I don't know if you've met him yet. Yes, I have. Billy? Yeah, I met him at the tournament we talked about last week, the excessive OB tournament. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, he's a very generous guy. Yeah. And he makes really amazing glass work. Well, let's plug him right now. It's Archetype Pendants, Archetype Pendants. Archetype? Archetype. Archetype, Archetype. you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But Archetype Pendants, um, he he donates pieces of glass to all of our local tournaments on his time, on his dollar. He donated like 12 this weekend. Yeah. And they would sell probably $100 a piece. Yeah. So that much time and that much money. Well, he told me what he charges for them. And yeah, it's about right. And he, there's time and energy and cost that go into yeah. them. And, and he just ate all that cost because he's a good person and wanted to yeah. raise money. So, well, and people join, people buy in their raffles because they want those yeah. items. And that's the big raffle drive is people see the glass, they'll drop 100 bucks to try and win some glass. Yeah. So shout out to Billy. Check out his work. He's amazing. Yeah, it's it it is really impressive. He makes these little show me one of his marbles. Yeah. And uh like I'm not I'm not one that wears pendants anyway, mm-hmm. so it's just not my style, but his marbles I thought were awesome. And I and he, I said I was thinking, "Oh, maybe I'll grab one for my kids because they're so cool looking." And he told me how much they were, and I thought, "I don't think I'm going to grab one of those for my kids <laughs> until they're a little older and won't break them immediately." Yeah. yeah probably not a chew toy for a 3-year-old. No. <laughs> no. But, like yeah, he makes pendants, he makes animals he makes marbles yeah all sorts of stuff every time i see him i pick his brain about how he does certain things and he just smiles and says sure man i'll tell you how i do it yeah and he's apparently self-taught he told me that yeah which is pretty cool so yeah he's a really good guy um 
tons of people donated a ton of stuff. Eric and Tina had some signed mm-hmm. discs. Did they donate those personally or were those? I don't know where they came yeah, from. Yeah, I don't know where they came But that doesn't surprise me that, that yeah. they're there. They're just, they're good to this community for sure. Yeah. But shout out to the whole community for donating that much stuff to two raffles and two yeah. days to raise three grand. And um, we will post a link to that their GoFundMe on yeah. our Facebook page. Sure. So because I cannot remember what it is right now, and I don't want to take the time yeah, looking it up because yeah. that won't be interesting. But Something if for- if you feel like donating, please do. Yeah. Um, but because it's a family that's really in need, I think mm-hmm. at this time. And they're so. very very active in our community. So yes. it's good to help each other out. Yeah. So uh, really fun. I like glow. Do you, I like playing glow disc. I like playing mm-hmm. glow golf. Do, is that something? Do you, how long do you, often do you play glow? Uh, not super often because when I feel like playing glow, it's really cold outside because <laughs> it's dark at, you know, noon. Yeah. Um, well, I've shown up too and it's like, yeah, we're here every week. And then you show up and no one's there. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's every, always every, a little bit of a, bummer. every week is a loose term. Yeah. In disc golf time. Yeah. Um, but, I, I'm having to adjust. That. Yeah. But overall, I like glow golf. Something about not seeing trees and just thinking about where you have to throw. Well, yeah, you were telling me that. I, I didn't really consider that, but there's one hole we were playing at uh, Creekside, which mm-hmm. Walter Frederick Morrison yeah. disc golf course. I, I didn't think I would have gotten that. Yeah. He's the guy that invented Frisbees. Mm-hmm. He's a Utah, which is, hey, that's a bit of trivia for you. Uh, the guy who invented the flying disc for recreational use, or at least marketed the yeah. flying disc for yeah. recreational use is uh is from utah so kind of kind of a cool thing awesome um have you read that story like mm-hmm. are you familiar with it? it's i should have it's kind of interesting like I've, he was his pie tins and he was throwing them on a beach in southern california mm-hmm. and people liked it and so he just started marketing like selling off pie tins yeah, as with, flying the, discs. with the holes punched in the bottom i Mar- think so labeling yeah. what they were yeah I think I've seen those. Yeah. Well, I think that came around a little bit later once okay. he got a little bit more behind okay. him and then sold it to Whammo, sold the design to Whammo. Okay. That's when I seen him. Then the they came the out Whammo. with a Pluto platter. Yep. I, I retain. Good trivia. I, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm obnoxious sometimes with my trivia. I've had at a previous job, there were some people by my desk. Uh, it was a client and one of our, uh, one of our other employees we're talking about Easter and they're like, why is, what's the, what the bunny at Easter and the eggs? You know, they couldn't understand it. You know that story. Well, I said to him, I, do you want to know? Cause if you want to know, I can tell you, <laughs> but if you don't want to know then I'm happy to keep my mouth shut. Cause I had to learn that sometimes oh. people don't want to know the things that I know. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to know, write in and ask us, yeah. cause I, you know, I'm not going to spend our, our disc golf time talking about, uh, pagan traditions. So, <laughs> Well, uh, Chris, you threw something new. I did. This is a new segment that's going to be periodical, mm-hmm. uh, just <laughs> subject to availability. But Chris is a Dynamic Disc sponsored player. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, Dynamic Discs is part of, uh, they call it the Trilogy, or I don't know who came up with that name, if that was fans. or. Uh, so yeah, Trilogy is a fan-given name. Um, it started as three companies, Dynamic Discs uh, in America. Latitude 64 out of Sweden and Westside Discs out of Finland. And this year, I guess last calendar year, Latitude and Dynamic bought out Westside. So now those two companies own all three. They're still independent. They still all have their own discs, all their own sponsored players. On molds, players. on stamps, on, yeah, on teams. But fan-given name of Trilogy. So it's not one company. It's three owned by two, but three brands of discs. Yeah, and they work very closely. And I think, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but all the discs are coming out of the same factory, correct? Yep. all molded in Sweden. Yeah, so the the companies design their own molds. They work out 
with the designers what they want the disc to do, and then mm-hmm. but they're all manufactured in the same facility. Yeah, and they're very much sister companies, so any sponsored player for any of the three is allowed to throw any of the three. Yeah, which is great. So um, it could be limiting if you're sponsored by, say, Discraft, and all you can throw is Discraft discs, but you really want to throw something else. So if you're you're a dynamic player, so mm-hmm. but. Uh, what are some of the other discs that you throw that you bag regularly that are not dynamic discs? Regularly, not too many. I'm mostly dynamic. Um, the most fun one that I carry that's not is a Westside Queen that is just super understable because it's fun to do silly things with. Okay. I've never thrown the Queen. Of th- I have a King that I like, but I've never thrown a Queen. Yeah, you might like a Queen. I probably would. Yeah. I like it more than the King. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I picked up the King because somebody, I just, I don't know why. I think I, somebody said it would be a good idea. Word of mouth, usually. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I probably read something online, you know, looking for, you know, something that would actually work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked, kind of. But um, so because of that, you because you're a sponsored player and because there's these three companies, they send uh, prototype molds to – so before they're ready to go to market or just before they release to market, they send them out mm-hmm. to all the players, correct? Yeah, the first batch. Um, some go out for sale, like a custom stamp or something. But then the first batch that goes out goes out to team players to get them into the market, get reviews from some pros, get them thrown by other people, just kind of get the hype up, get, let people know they're coming. Yeah. And so the idea is that they send you two of each mold, right? Mm-hmm. So one that you can bag and use, and then the other one to demo or to do whatever else you want with. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you got to throw, you threw something new. So yeah. that's our new segment. You threw something new. And Chris will talk about new discs that he threw. So what did you throw this week? So I got the Latitude 64 Explorer. And the Latitude 64 Ballista Pro are the two protos out right now. Let me, and maybe this is not, maybe there is no simple answer to this question, but when they put Pro, at least for Latitude, Westside, and um, Dynamic, when they put Pro at the end of a disc, what does that mean? I think the only Pros right now are Latitude. Okay. And they're typically a more overstable sibling. So similar to a popular disc, but a little more overstable. For okay. A bigger arm. Or so four more of a professional. So someone with a bigger, faster arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so actually, it's a very fitting name to call yeah. it a pro. Wow. Yeah, that just clicked. That it's like a pro version of the. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I like that. I'm going with that. Yeah. Good job. So even if you didn't know that latitude, we just figured that out for you. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure some thought went into that. Yeah, so I've, I've been... So it's not, sorry, it's not just like necessarily pro models, like um, I've got a super old like Ken Klimo pro Valkyrie. No. But I think it's just his signature disc. Yeah, and pro is an end of a plastic. Yeah, it's true too, so that makes it even more confusing. mold. Yeah, that's slightly more overstable for a bigger, that, faster arm for more the of a professional version, player. Yeah, than the version without pro in the name. Okay, so the Ballista Pro should fly somewhat like the Ballista, but more overstable. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So tell us about what we thought. So quick thoughts of it. Ballista Pro is awesome. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a more overstable ballista. It, I've never thrown a ballista. So what does a ballista do? A ballista for me uh, will go far, but I have to be kind of controlled with it because it's a little understable for is me. Is it a mid-range fairway? I, I don't it's even know. High-speed driver. High-speed driver. Okay. Yeah. 13 or 14. Very fast. Um, and the Pro is, like I said, exactly what it's supposed to be. It's a more overstable ballista, one of the longest discs I've ever thrown. Wow. And it gets out there very fast. So when I'm throwing, I throw a lot of enforcers. I'm just going to say this too. Chris throws far. Uh, Chris throws really far. Uh, the, the round we played, the glow round, um, 
everyone else, I'm I, I'm throwing the farthest driver I have that's got lights on it, and I'm a third of the distance that Chris threw, and I ask him what he threw, and what did you throw, Chris? Probably an EMAC. No, I think it was just your standard truth. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, a truth, which for me is like 100 feet tops. Like that's my that's my layup disc. Yeah. Chris throws far. So to say this is the farthest disc you've ever thrown is yeah. that's saying something. For, for perspective, those of you that play, I throw probably an honest 5550. Five yeah. Not, not internet 500. I can throw 500 feet. I've, and I've seen it. it. So It's true. But what's cool about the Blista Pro is it gets there fast. So enforcers take a lot of work to get that far. Something about the Blista Pro, it comes out of your hand, it's already halfway there. Wow. It just flies super fast, and I watch it. I'm like, wow, that's really far out there. And I watched a bunch of people throw it last weekend. It does the same thing for everybody. It just goes fast. Were other people experiencing distance increases as well? I think so. I didn't ask them, but okay. I saw them throwing far. Yeah. So I'm going to credit the disc a little bit there. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So who would you recommend that disc for? Um... Bigger arms, if you want an easy distance disc, absolutely. So when you say easy, meaning you're not having to throw 100% to get it out that far, or easy meaning it, uh, what does that mean? It feels like it adds distance to me. Okay. So if you want to throw hard, it can handle it. I'm at elevation here, but I think it would be okay at sea level as well. It's stable enough, but it's fast enough that I think you'll pick up some distance with it just by throwing it the same way you throw any other distance driver. Nice. Are you yeah. gonna, do you think you'll bag it? I might, depending on, like, for Vegas, I might. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's creeping up now. Well, if you're getting extra distance, take it down and at least see how it does it exactly. at ele- or exactly. a lower elevation. Yeah. Any long open course, it will be very useful. Yeah. Nice. So, thumbs up for the Ballista Pro. Okay. What's the other one? Uh, the other one is an Explorer. Okay. It's also Latitude. Latitude. This one's a fairway driver, and it's on the straight to overstable side. Okay. So. That's I've, not a Pro model. It's just the Explorer. It's a new just mold. Just the Explorer. New mold. Okay. And to me, it's falling somewhere in between the Latitude Culverin and the Latitude River Pro. When, if you've listened to the show, you know how much I love my River Pro. Yeah, Explorer's probably not for you. Okay. Um, but it, it's a really sneaky disc. For those of you T-Bird throwers, I hear T-Bird this, T-Bird that. I think it's pretty close to a T-Bird. It can handle all the power you want to give it. It goes fairly far for like, it feels like maybe a Speed 7 rim. It's a little smaller, but fairway for sure and it's got a reliable finish to it so straight flyer good like between mid and kind of that 10 speed somewhere in just straight up fairway driver straight to overstable totally trustworthy i think that's going to find its way into a lot of people's bags nice yeah well yeah the t-bird is kind of the go-to for a lot of people i've never thrown one i probably should mm-hmm. um but yeah a lot of people love the t-bird so if it's going to meet you mat- match match up with that yeah that's um i haven't thrown a t-bird in like five years but i'm guessing that's what they do based on stories nice well and i'm uh we we weren't able to connect to do it before this show and and not before the next one but i want to go throw these discs and then i'll give my (laughs) (laughs) where i am on them just to kind of because again your arm likely falls between chris's and ice i mean even if you're on the tour you you likely not throwing as far as chris chris can throw far so well, there's there's definitely, <laughs> I, and I'm, that's for a lot of people on the tour. Not for some anyway. I'm above that's me saying I'm that. above average in MPO. I bet. Yeah, I'm not throwing as far as you know, Simon and Eagle and company. And and and, and no one is other yeah. than them. You know, a tomahawk missile. But 
again, if you're listening to the show, you probably fall between Chris and I as far as, as where your arm goes. So um, I'm going to go throw something new yeah. when we get a chance, and, and we'll see what those do for me. We'll get them to you this week. Yeah, nice. That'll be fun. Um, so that was really cool. I, I like that, and I'm, I hope that's of help to you. So if you're thinking about if you've been watching and looking for new molds that are coming out, that's at least two. And then what else have you got coming in the mail soon? Mm, I don't know if they're in the mail yet, well, but there are speaking. probably six more prototypes coming this year. Nice. So as those come in, I will get out and throw them. You will get out and throw them, and we'll drop some reviews as they come. I'm excited for the Dynamic Maverick. Maverick. that was my dad's nickname for me as oh, a kid. nice. My nickname was Goose. Really? How weird is that? That is weird. From the same movie. Maverick and Goose. We should have named our podcast something different. <sighs> missed, <laughs> missed opportunity. <laughs> Well, you're married to um, Meg Ryan. <laughs> I'm I'm with Kelly McGillis, who was only with me for the role. She had no interest in in in, in me or men. So, I think I think you might have pulled out better. Well, you die. I don't know. Write in. Tell us who ends up better, Maverick or Goose. <laughs> They're supposed to make a sequel to that. Oh, I hope they do. I, that would be that'd be great. That would be cool. Um, so we got. And now I'm I'm fondly remembering Top Gun and how great that movie is, and it is uh, straight up homoerotic. Like there's no there's no question about it. And I don't care. It was amazing. (laughs) Top Gun's amazing. The uh, I spent a lot of time. Spent about five years living in town of Oceanside, California. Um, That's where I was living before I moved back to Salt Lake most recently, and that's where. Kelly McGillis's house in Top Gun is. Wow. And it's it's overlooking the beach. It's right off of um, the, I can't even remember the name of that road. It's not PCH, but, um, and the city has made it a, like a historic landmark. Like people have yeah. saved this house, but you go up to the house and it looks just, you know, well, it is the house. It's unquestionably that house, especially because somebody put up like a homemade, like mural of top the Top Gun logo or Top Gun poster up there. But it is decrepit. It is completely oh. falling apart. And uh, at one point, I think it was supposed to be integrated into a hotel and become like a coffee shop for the hotel, mm-hmm. which would be a good use for it. But they haven't been able to. It's like the one old home in the section that they haven't knocked down because of it was in, happened to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're ever in Oceanside, California, go check out the Top Gun house. <laughs> I'm sure it's still there. Barring, barring a fire, it'll still be there. So, and if it was on fire, my, my old friends would let me know because that's the claim to fame for that city. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we have an email. We got we got a a um, uh, an email from our listeners, and if you want us to answer your questions and, and read them on the air, and we will do our best to do every single one that we get. Yeah. Um, email us email into us uh, proamdiscgolf at gmail that's probably the best way to submit your questions. If you want to submit it on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf or send it via Twitter, proamdiscgolf, Instagram at proamdiscgolf. Um, we'll try to catch them there too. But if you for sure want it in, just send us an email and, and, and we'll capture it. But we're not going to be choosy. Just, you know, as much interaction as we can get. And the little bit that we've gotten so far has been fantastic. But this question comes to us from Powerhouse Guitar. I don't know who that that – I don't know if that's his Christian name or – it was coronation name. I'm not sure, but powerhouse guitar asked a question that, uh, I think is a really good one. Actually. Hey guys, when I practice putting, I find myself getting more frustrated than usual with misses. 
at what point am I doing more harm than good to my game by putting angry? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think it'll differ depending on who you ask. All right, so let's ask Chris right now. Let's ask our pro. So for me, if I were getting angry when I practice putt, it would probably help me because I get angry when I miss putts in tournaments. I'm, like I said, I'm not good at being bad at things, so I'm way too hard on myself when I miss. And so if I practiced and got angry and putted angry, it might actually help me. But from, I mean, just from your question, it sounds to me like you're not an angry person. So you get frustrated at home, you go out and you go have fun again probably no longer beneficial so if putting is making you angry i would try putting from closer just build up that confidence make it a happy thing and then hopefully that translates a little bit better because i know for me i put immensely better when i'm happy i played around today and i putted almost lights out i didn't turn any lights off but i made it not literally lights out but i putted really well and i was just carefree and happy and it's easy so Whatever you practice, you need to be able to translate into play. So if emotions are different, then it's probably not helping anymore. No, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm going to take a stab at this, too, because he does say, hey, guys. He doesn't say specifically, hey, yeah, Chris. You're, you're invited. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I've, got a, I've got some experience with this. And for me, I'm very much not like Chris in that sense. Like if I get angry, I'm not playing well. I'm, I'm in my head, and I, I – I think a big part of that is my muscle memory isn't trained like yours is to throw a disc. So I don't, I don't have confidence that I've got the training or the, the skill and the experience to be able to do what I'm supposed to do. So I'm, I'm a very good skier. I'm a, I'm a professional instructor. I, I have skied my entire life. Um, and so if I get frustrated with my turns when I'm skiing, I know that I can just rely on my muscle memory and I can, I can kind of do what you're saying you're doing and turn it off a little bit and just try to, instead of get out of my head, go deeper into my head and just really feel, okay, what is my, what am I doing with my left arch when I'm turning and, and mm-hmm. really kind of isolate, start to isolate, like what, what is my, what are my toes doing and what, you know, what is my, my thighs doing and you know, how am I, am I guiding my skis through this turn or am I just letting the turn take me? And so I, I, I'm nowhere near that level of awareness mm-hmm. in my, in my disc golf. And so for me, when I'm, and I, my backyard right now is not very big. So when I go throw out my basket, I've, I'm maybe 15 feet out. And so I can, for the most, I'm hitting, you know, 99%, 90, 99% mm-hmm. for the most part. But if I'm missing putts, and I'm getting frustrated with myself, I have to take a break. And sometimes that break is three or four days long from just getting away from the sport a little bit, letting me get out of my head, letting me forget whatever bad hat, whatever wrong thing I was doing. Um, Sorry, excuse me. I just hit my microphone stand if you heard a little weird noise. Um, So this is a phrase that I learned from skiing and from trying to develop that skill. So you hear all the time, practice makes perfect. And that's, uh, well, that's a damn lie. (laughs) Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. If you're practicing the wrong things, then you're not helping yourself. Mm -hmm. And so Chris knows when he's putting well or when he's not. And so if you know that you're, you're, so you can get angry and fix it. I'm, I'm not to that skill level with this yet. I would need someone to be there with me, coaching me and telling me 
whatever mm-hmm. you're doing wrong. Like, oh, no, make sure you're facing the basket when you throw. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, put, put down the, the, uh, the Arabi ring. Yeah. You know, actually pick up a putter. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, but so perfect practice makes perfect. So if, you're, if you don't feel like your practice is being beneficial to you, then you may not be practicing well. You may be practicing wrong things. Mm-hmm. And if your anger is, if you're getting frustrated and you're getting in your head and it's decreasing your performance, then I would say take a break from that mm-hmm. and, and give it another shot. But um, that's, that's I, I thought we would actually be kind of on the same page on that. So it was really fun to hear yeah. that we're completely opposite perspectives, <clears throat> but that's the pro-am. Yeah, and my, my, difference. my advice with putting is build confidence. If you putt from 15 feet all day, you're going to be pretty confident. Yeah. And that translates. Well, I, I, there's been a 100 putts per day challenge kind of going around yeah. Facebook and our group. I think that's a great idea. I haven't taken it up yet, but you'll, you'll feel people are going to the edge of the circle sometimes to mm-hmm. do this. And if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. But that doesn't always make sense to me. I if you are, if you're really trying to work on that shot, then that's great. But if you're standing at the edge of the circle and you're hitting 50, 60%, move in. Mm-hmm. Like in, in actual play, you're probably going to turn that into an, into a, an approach shot or a layup versus trying to run it and then have to come back the same distance. If you're, if you're not at that skill level, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now for you, putt from the edge of the circle because you're trying, you, you're competing and you and mm-hmm that one stroke can make a big difference on, on a card at the end of the day. So I don't see anything wrong with putting from 10, 15 feet out if you're practicing until you can nail those yeah. and, and it's just muscle memory and you've got them down and yeah, d- don't. So the same thing I tell my ski clients, like when, when they get frustrated, when they see people going by that are better than them, especially when they see three year olds skiing by better than they do is that three-year-old has more experience than you do. <laughs> That's why they're skiing better than mm-hmm. you. Don't worry about anybody else and what their game is. Worry about you and your game. Mm-hmm. And if you're not having fun doing it, then do something different to make it fun because it's a fun sport. You should be having fun playing disc golf. Yeah, absolutely. So, Yeah, and if your putting practice doesn't feel like it's working, do something different. Yeah, go do some field work. Yeah, or play games with putting or yeah. Put like chicken wing or do something yeah. weird or go go wrestle with your kids and then come yeah. back to it tomorrow. Yeah, it should be fun. Let yeah. it be fun. So, what are games that you play putting? Uh, Ten twenty five is the only one I've actually played that's structured. How uh, explain that? It's. Uh, let's I see think I, I might have heard this, but explain it. It's six putts from six distances. Okay, worth different amounts of points for each one, and if you make all thirty six, it's you get a thousand twenty five points. No, oh. so that's where the name comes from. And it's just a nice structured way to make you putt from different distances. And it gives you a pretty honest score as a result. So fun, different, but still structured and makes you do something. Yeah, and it's something that you can do on – it's a solitary game. You mm-hmm. can play it with yourself and, yep, and keep just scoring paper. Yeah, or like people are doing us the 100 putts per day. And yep. people are sharing their scores. And I think people are making spreadsheets. And it's kind yeah, of fun. It's, it's looking pretty cool. Yeah. It would be very humbling to do that. Well, powerhouse. Thank you for writing in. And uh, I, again, I don't know if that's your last name, your first name. Or, <laughs> but uh, let us know what you thought. If you have any other thoughts on this, please write in. Let us know. Comment. And 
we, we really appreciate you listening. So that's all the time we've got this episode. Uh, again, email us good <laughs> proamdiscgolf at gmail.com, uh, facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf, uh, Instagram and Twitter at proamdiscgolf. So everything's at proamdiscgolf. We got pretty lucky on grabbing our names there. And um, send us any questions, comments, concerns. Also, uh, we've gotten really good response, and, and there's people listening to the shows, and we really appreciate that. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, however you're listening to us. Just give us a rating. That that really helps quite a bit to um, help us know what we're doing. And also it helps with any kind of analytics when we're trying to get um, more things, more options for our listeners. Uh, hopefully we can bring in maybe some cool giveaways or different stuff. So if, if people are listening to the show and rating us highly, then that makes us more attractive to people that are making those decisions. So, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to, to plug or to, to tell the folks? Uh, update to locals. Uh, oh, yes. Salt Lake City Tunnel Runner Tags do get you 10% off at the Sugar House and Cottonwood Heights Played Against Sports. Carry your tag in, buy discs, 10% off. And tell them Pro-Am Disc Golf sent you. Yeah. It, it might confuse them, but if enough people do it, then they'll, they'll, they'll start asking questions. So. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate it. And until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers. Cheers.